woman that was walking in your shoes. I was just a young boy. I believe in the fourth grade. Now I believe, I know I was in the fourth grade. Hallelujah. I remember when I got the Holy Ghost on a, on a Wednesday morning. And I, the overwhelming feeling of the joy of the Holy Ghost that said it was just poured out all over my soul. I didn't have addictions to drugs and alcohol, but I had a heart that was ridden with sin and to know that the almighty God could do what I could not do and wipe the slate clean. I could only account it or equate it to the feeling that Naaman had when he went down to the Jordan River and he was full of leprosy, but when he dipped on the seventh time, when he came up he was healed and his flesh was like the flesh of a baby brothers and sisters let me tell you if you don't have this gift of the Holy Ghost you need the Holy Ghost if you don't know what it's like to have your sins washed away tonight's the perfect night let the Lord wash your sins away can anybody testify and say I know my God can do it to him there's nothing to it I know he's able to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight right now is a faith moment for GBFPC if you know that God can do it and if you believe God will do it let your faith go clap your hands lift your voice and thank him for what he's about to do in this house since that day I've been working on building my relationship with the Lord somewhat kind of like the sons of the prophets came to Elisha and said the place where we live it's too small for us we need to build a bigger place and Abraham and not Abraham, Elisha said go ahead and start building and they came to the Jordan and they went to cut some wood and as one of the men were building and cutting the wood the axe head fell into the water and the Bible says that he cried alas master we need that axe head not only because it's important to the work but because it was borrowed and the man of God came and said just show me where the axe head fell and that man pointed where the axe head fell and the prophet took a piece of wood and threw it into the water and the axe head began to float the lessons that we learn from this story is that the axe head got dull as they worked and as they worked the edge was completely lost not by any wrongdoing but simply by being used my title tonight is the cutting edge of Pentecost the cutting edge of Pentecost. I'm working on the building. It's a true foundation. I'm lifting up the bloodstained banner for the Lord. I will never get tired of working on this building because I'm going to heaven to get my reward. When you see me praying, I'm working on my building. When you hear me singing, I'm working on my building. When you see me crying, I'm working on a building. I'm lifting up the blood stained banner 
Hallelujah. If I was a liar, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd quit my lying. I'd work on the building too. If I was a drunkard, I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd quit my drinking and start working on a building too. If I was a gambler, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd quit my gambling and work on a building too. But since I'm a preacher, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep preaching. I'm going to keep preaching this wonderful Acts 238 message and tell people, come on and work with us. Build with us. Become with us. In life, there are things that can take away your edge. Life, responsibilities, heartache and sorrow. But tonight, we're going to stop and we're going to lay down our tools and burdens. And I want everybody in this house to get reacquainted with the cutting edge of Pentecost. If you haven't figured it out yet. The cutting edge of a Pentecostal experience is that unfettered joy that you felt when you came up out of the water. I want to ask somebody tonight, how long has it been since you smiled? How long has it been since you felt joy? How long has it been since you played the axe to the root of a situation and said, I know God's going to see me through it and I ain't losing my edge? I remember... I remember with my walking with my mom in the grocery store and I was doing what I do. I think I was 12 or 13 years of age and, and we were walking down the hallowed halls of the Walmart Supercenter and I was reaching for all of the things that I enjoy. Oreos and Cinnamon Toast Crunch when all of a sudden out of nowhere my mom stopped, grabbed my hand and turned us around and I wondered what just happened there and she said Sister Ruth is right down that aisle and I don't want to see Sister Ruth. Forgive me. If your name is Sister Ruth, it wasn't anybody here. It was somebody way, way long ago. And so I wondered, Mom, why is it that you don't want to see Sister Ruth? And she said, I saw her yelling at the store clerk a few moments ago and I come here every Thursday and I don't want them to know that me and Sister Ruth go to the same church because when I walk up in here at Walmart, I come with a smile. When I walk up in here at Walmart, I come with joy. Well, praise God. How long has it been since you went to Walmart with a smile and with joy? Boy, I'm doing all right here tonight. I'm going to take it a step further. If you see me at Walmart, don't you run and duck from me, honey. Because I will come and find you. Yes, sir. <laughs> and you may be wondering, Brother Hopkins, uh, what are you doing with five stacks of double stuffed Oreos and milk uh, in a glass carton? Uh, and don't worry, you can judge me because uh, I'll be looking in your cart too uh, at your fat-free, carb-free, all that wheat. What are you going to do with all that spinach anyway? Make me sick. Go get you some more. Go get you a hamburger, you skinny Pentecostal. Get some joy, praise God. Amen. What was I talking about? Amen. Y'all want to go to Walmart? We ought to go to Walmart tonight and just have a party. 
I'm talking about joy tonight. I'm talking about the unfettered feeling of faith that comes on you when you know that everything's all right. The trumpet could sound, a bus could, it don't matter what can happen, but the joy that God has given you, nobody can take it away. I want to preach to somebody tonight. Get your joy back. 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 Pentecost ought not be known. Like that young boy, I'm meddling tonight, oh God help me. That young boy that said, Daddy, sitting at Grandma's house at the breakfast table, why does that bull look so mad and angry? And why does Grandma always look so angry? And his dad looked at the boy and said, they both got religion. That ought not be. You ought to be smiling. When you come into the house, you ought to come in with an expectation. I'm coming to meet my Savior, and my Savior's going to talk to me. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm coming against every spirit of depression and oppression. Honey, Pentecost was born in joy, and I don't think we need to lose our edge. There are times we carry burdens, but those burdens don't need to define us. We better keep our edge of joy. Praise God. Joy is not the portrait that Satan paints of a Marlboro man sitting on a fence post and lighting up a long camel cigarette or whatever it was. It's not a man sitting at a bar opening up a sudsy drink and asking for more trouble to come to his life. It was that Paul who came to King Agrippa and he said, I'm going to speak for myself. And he said, Brother Paul Agrippa, Brother Agrippa, I think myself happy. Uh, yeah, I know this is a weird situation I'm in, but between my years, Brother Agrippa, I'm happy. Oh, boy, I'm digging, I'm digging, digging, digging. Some of you need to speak to yourself right now. Everything on the outside may be going crazy, but think yourself happy. Look up here and smile. Say, preacher, I think myself happy. I wasn't playing. I want to see your pearly whites. I want to see you say, preacher, I think myself happy. That's the cutting edge. That's the cutting edge. It don't matter what's going on the outside. I got something on the inside that's an opposing force, and I think myself happy. Well, that's it right there. Baby, my sins are washed away. My heart has been made clean. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I like that. Praise God. Praise God. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You think it's a sad story? Guess what it is. But when you think, I know my God's going to see me through it. I know all hell may be breaking loose, but my God is able. I'm happy. I'm happy in Jesus. I didn't mean to take this long tonight, but some of you need to turn that frown upside down and say, I'm putting my life in the hands of God, and God's going to see me through it anyway. So 
some of you have lost your edge. I'm throwing the stick where you lost it. You lost it when you lost your confidence in God. Get your confidence back. Get your joy back and think yourself happy. Can I preach a little while longer? I'm feeling a four-water bottle message coming on tonight. Yeah, Brother Torres thought he took all my thunder. I'm finding some thunder. Thank you anyway, young man. Hallelujah. This old queen by the name of Sheba, she came out to show this country bumpkin by the name of Solomon what it was like. She loaded up a very great company, some camels that bear spices, gold in abundance, and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon to show him what it was all about, they communed together. And Solomon told Sheba everything that was in her heart. And when that was done, she saw the building and the wisdom that Solomon had built. But honey, she hadn't seen nothing yet. She took him to the table. Amen. He took her to the table of the king's meat in the sitting of his servants, the attendance of his ministers, the apparel of his cupbearers also, and the ascent by which he went up into the house of God. And there was no more spirit in her. And she said, Brother Solomon, I couldn't believe the words that were spoken to me unless my eyes had seen it. But what really impressed her, she said, happy are thy men, happy are thy servants which stand continually before thy wisdom. GBFPC, this is a beautiful building, but that ought not be what impresses those that come. What ought to really impress them is they're happy. The pastor's wife is happy. The evangelist's wife is happy. Sister Peyton and Brother London, brother, yeah, yeah. Praise God, I'm doing so good up here, hallelujah. At least I didn't call you Sister Young, praise God. He's happy, she's happy, the elders are happy, the young people are happy, the young men and young women are happy. What's going on here? I need whatever you got. I need some happiness in my life. Am I doing all right? Boy, I'm having so much fun. Y'all having fun? I mean, just act like it, praise God. It'll only be another hour, an hour and a half. This Holy Ghost is something else. Let me tell you, friend, this Holy Ghost is something else. You don't lose anything when you give God your life. You get it all back a hundredfold. Press down, shake it together and run it over. You need the Holy Ghost, my friend. But happiness is not joy. Because happiness is based on happenings. But when you get joy, it's rooted and grounded in something that remains. Hallelujah. These things I've spoken unto you that you should not be offended. Jesus sat his disciples down. John was writing and recounting. And he said, I don't want you to be offended, but I got some things to tell you. Have you ever been there when somebody said, can I be honest with you? You know what my answer is? God bless my sister. She's amazing. But my sister has the ability to cut to the bone. And I remember driving home from a youth service where I had just preached my guts out. And she said, brother, can I be honest with you? And I remember looking at her and saying, no. I don't want to hear it, praise God. Yeah, it's a good, anyway, I better, I'm meddling here tonight. 
Jesus told his disciples, I've got to go, and I'm going to go for a reason, that the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, might come back. It is expedient for you that I go away, because if I don't go away, the comforter is not going to come back to you. And he says, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost that's in you is going to lead you and guide you. He said it this way in John 16 and 13, but the spirit of truth, when he is come he's gonna guide you into all truth it's not an accident you're here tonight my friend the spirit of truth has led you to gbfpc tonight and he says there's gonna be weeping yes there's gonna be weeping but he says in verse number 20 but your sorrow is gonna be turned into joy Woo! Tonight, my friend, your sorrow is going to be turned into joy. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is on its way. Talks about a woman in labor that is all of a sudden filled with joy because her baby's there. And then look at verse 22. And ye now therefore saw have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart's going to rejoice, and your joy, and your joy. Everybody's got to see it, Brother Media, Sister Media. Amen. John 16 and 22. And your joy no man shall take away from you. I'm getting there. Let's just skip to verse number 24. Hitherto, let me just skip to the good part. He says, ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Tonight, it's the desire of the Holy Ghost not just to touch you with happiness, but to put something deep in your heart called joy. Amen. There's a song we used to sing. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. This joy that God wants to give you tonight with the Holy Ghost. Situations can't take it away. Man can't take it away. Woman can't take it away. A broken bank account can't take it away. But Jesus gives true, full joy. In tribulation, you can have joy. For in 1 Peter 1 and 6, he greatly rejoiced, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold which perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Did you ever think that what you were going through tonight could give glory and honor to Jesus when he returns? Do you ever consider that? That the cancer you might be enduring right now, when Jesus returns, will give glory and honor to God. And he says this, you can rejoice in these situations with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Ecclesiastes 2 and 26, for God giveth to a man that which is, that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. Somebody say, God gave me this joy. 
God gave me this joy. Oh, that's it. Somebody claim it. God gave me this joy. I'm still preaching. You still preaching? We still have a church? You too tired? God gave me this joy. Y'all are sitting down like I just went to a turn to I'm still preaching happy Holy Ghost. God gave me this joy and the world can't take it away. Happy Holy Ghost. Yeah, I'm preaching happy Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't forget that the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, is peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Oh, I forgot one, joy. So don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost if you ain't got joy. Don't tell me you're full of the Holy Ghost if you don't got joy. Honey, you better get your cutting edge back tonight and get some joy all up in you. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Because there are times, honey, when you can't afford meat and drink. When it's beans, corn, bread, and tap water. But when it really comes down to it, you can enjoy those cold beans and that tap water and that cornbread. Because in your heart, there's righteousness, there is peace, and there's joy in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I guess I'm preaching to a bunch of people that eat filet mignon. I guess. You might have to slum it every once in a while at the Outback Steakhouse, but still have joy. Amen. Oh, Brother McAllister, you got to come dig me out. Hallelujah. Come on up here. I'm not preaching something that's unrealistic tonight. I am not preaching pie in the sky tonight. I'm preaching something that is real. I am preaching something that will keep you when the car breaks down. Y'all want me to tell you something tonight, personal note? Well, I'm preaching to you. My precious wife, my precious wife is spending all of her shopping money to the tune of $126 a day because our car is broke down in Dixon, California at the Ford dealership. Now, I know not a lot of evangelists are in here, but 126 bucks in anybody's pocket. That's a lot of shopping money, honey. But I still got joy. I still got joy. I may not have that money, but thank God Venture Capital One does, and Ford's going to pay me back. Oh, you betcha they are. Oh, yeah, public service announcement. That warranty is going to pay every penny. My wife will be shopping when we get that car back. It doesn't matter your circumstance. When you get this joy of the Holy Ghost on the inside, (laughs) there's nothing that can take it away. That's the cutting edge of Pentecost. Your circumstances may not change, but God can change you. Oh, I'm going to keep preaching because I feel so good. I feel like I am just rocking somebody's world up here, and I'm so happy about it. Your circumstances may not change, but God can change you. God wants to change you. I'll never forget, we had drove 
from the West Coast to Bremen, Georgia in our little white car to pick up the car that's now in Dixon. Amen. What a wonderful drive that was. We went from Bremen, Georgia. We got in that car. Boy, I was feeling good. That car had leather seats and my wife was happy. Oh, was going good. And we went rolling down the freeway. We went from Bremen, Georgia to South Bend, Indiana, where I got on a plane and I took my wife and my babies to Houston, Texas. At Houston, Texas, I kissed my wife and my daughters and I walked them over to their plane that was going to take them to Phoenix, Arizona. I went to my gate and I flew to Colorado Springs, Colorado. And when I was done at the conference, I got back on a plane and flew to Phoenix, Arizona, where I took my precious wife to a very fine, fine, fine restaurant for our anniversary called Jacques Box. Y'all know what Jacques Box is? Yeah, just going out here to the corner. I treated her so good. I said, baby, you can have four tacos tonight. We had a good time. We got after we celebrated good and plenty. I took her to the Royal Palm, amen. Amen. She wouldn't be smiling that big if I took her to Jockey Box. Actually, I wouldn't be smiling this big if I took her to Jockey Box. We went, got on a plane in Phoenix, Arizona. And we flew to South Bend, Indiana. We picked up our car and drove to Buchanan, Michigan. Let me tell you something crazy tonight that is going to absolutely be so revelatory. It's so good I got to take a drink of water just so you guys can prepare your minds. That brand new car and every single one of those planes needed to be refilled. Oh, that one. Come on. That was so deep. Where are you guys tonight? You guys already at Walmart? That plane needed to be refilled. My brand new vehicle, believe it or not, had to be refilled. $6 a gallon. It needed more gas. Tell you something about your Holy Ghost tonight. You need to be refilled. It might have been a long time for you. And you may be walking around, dragging that bottom lip, tripping over you, tripping over your tie. But tonight is a night for you to get refilled. All right, check it out. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. And talk ye of his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. And let the heart of them Rejoice that seek the Lord. You know what we're going to do tonight? We're going to rejoice. We're going to rejoice. Everybody in this house is going to go to the filling station and get a rejoice. And when you walk out of here, might be walking back to that jalopy that leaves a signature mark of oil stain on the ground everywhere you go. And it may still be on empty. But honey, that thing is going to look like a brand new Maybach to you because you're going to have a rejoicing attitude in your heart tonight. Rejoice! 
rejoice. I, got, I never do this, but I'm going to go all the way to the bottom of my notes tonight. Yeah, set your timer, praise God, I don't care. Psalm 40 and 16. Let those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation continually, the Lord be magnified as we stand together. It was such an awesome day because the Lord had sent the 70 disciples. Hey, where are them people, those, those people in the black robes? That, oh, here they are, right on time. Help this preacher land this plane. Hallelujah, Jesus. The disciples had gone out and they were so excited. They said, Jesus, would you believe that the devils are subject unto us by thy name? And Jesus said, well, big whoop, I was there to see Satan fall from heaven. And if you're looking for a reason to rejoice, what you ought to do is rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Woo! That was good right there. You not, might not be able to rejoice because everything's going right. But honey, you can rejoice because your name is written in the life book of life. Some of you need to pray tonight, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Uh, not of thy salvation. There are some folks that got so much religion. Nah, your religion makes people run from you in Walmart. It's time for you to go ahead and get that smile back on your face and pray tonight. God, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Rejoice in the Lord always, in the good days, in the bad days, in the rainy days. And again I say, rejoice. Praise God. Anybody feel like rejoicing tonight? Anybody feel like shouting to get your joy back? I feel like the devil's about to have a bad, bad, bad day because the cutting edge of Pentecost is coming back to GBFPC. We get our joy back. 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 The preachers are getting their joy back. I know, I know, I know how it is. We want to look spiritual sometimes. I, I got a question for you. Now you preachers, I don't want to get in trouble. There's somebody out there. I'm just going to, I'm going to pretend you're here and they're there. Hallelujah. How long has it been since you ugly shouted? I mean, ugly shout. I mean, uh, not this. How long has it been since you got lost in the Holy Ghost and... Oh, okay. honey, I can't pick on the preacher's wives, but baby, I want you to come here. Hallelujah. I'm going to embarrass. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a long night for me and the devil if I don't play this one right. Yeah, yeah. My wife is so pretty. 
and I love the way she does her hair. But tonight I want everybody to understand the assignment. I don't got hair to shout down and the hair that I got I want to keep. So I'm challenging all you ladies. I want you to ugly shout tonight and get your joy back. Baby, your hair looks pretty. But tonight, I don't want your hair to look pretty. I want you to get your joy back. Oh God, Pastor, come on. All you preachers, grab your wives, baby, come back. Sister Bradford, Sister London, come on up here, homegirl, come on, come on. All the preachers' wives, come up here. All the preachers, come up here, come on, praise God. I haven't ever done this, but I feel like doing it tonight. Come on, baby. Come on, preacher's wives. Come here, sister. Come on, baby. I want you guys to line this platform. We've been to give the devil a double black eye tonight. Come on across. No hide, no hide, no hide. We're going to get our joy back tonight. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Hey man, you a preacher? Yeah. I don't know. Come on up here. Where's your wife? He don't got a wife. He don't. Hey, come on anyway. Come on. He's working on it. Praise God. Grab her by the hand and your heart, brother. She's on her way. Any volunteers that want to be his wife tonight? Come on, you chickens. Yeah, come on. I'm just kidding. I won't make you do it. I want y'all to come up here. <laughs> Mm, hallelujah. All right, I had something real pretty for everybody, but I'm going to skip to the good part. Let's go to Isaiah, the 12th chapter, in the third verse. Uh, I'm going to show you how to get your joy back. Woo! Musicians, you can go ahead and start getting us ready. Yeah, Brother McAllister, we know you've been holding back. Praise God, tonight's your night, brother. Let your soul man out tonight, Brother McAllister. Therefore, with joy, Shall you draw water out of the well of salvation? You want to know how to get your joy back? Get that well springing up on the inside. Let God do a work in your heart. And honey, get your joy back. 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 Get your joy back, 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 get your joy back. Get your joy back, get your joy back, get your joy. Get your joy, get your joy, get your joy. Get your joy back! Get the devil in the teeth and say, I'm getting my joy! I'm talking about the ugly shout. I'm talking about the shout that makes demons tremble. Somebody get your joy! <laughs> 